Hi, this is Kalia. And this is Chris. And this is It's, it's a, a Queer, queer thing. thing. On this show, we focus on politics, civil rights, news, and entertainment. And on this show, we have special guests and interviews focusing on issues relevant to the LGBTQ plus community. So let's get to it. Hey, Chris. Hello, Kalia. <laughs> We're back together. We're together, reunited, and, and it, it feels so, so good. good. Don't ask me to sing, please. <laughs> reunited, and it's understood. It's like a narrative. You have to like say the second line, otherwise you just dangle out there. Are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You're not one of those people that lets things dangle. I know you're not. You're you're a music person like me. I happen to know somebody. I happen to be very close with a person who fails this test every time. Okay. So here's, okay. here's the test course. If I go sweet Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. Thank you. Thank you. Who that could is, fail that test? That is what a responsible adult does, but you know, who <laughs> does not do that? Who? Matthew refuses to do that for me. And it drives me up a freaking wall. Really? <laughs> That's an easy one. I don't even have to sing. I just oh, have to no. bump, bump, bump. He knows it. He just doesn't want to play because he's. Oh, <laughs> He just likes to make me frustrated. Anyway. It's so weird because there's this commercial. I don't even know what it is, but I, the last couple of days, I Am, I Said by Neil Diamond has been in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> why is that song in my head? And so tonight I get home and I'm doing my stuff and feeding the cat and some co TV commercial goes on and that's the theme song of the commercial. So I'm like, I must have heard it the other day and it was in my head. Yeah, it's weird. Those musical phrases and they, you just, you have to, you have to finish it. It's just yeah, you have to. And I'm I, I'm a big earworm guy. It gets stuck in my head, so I either have to listen to it or listen to something else. Yep, yep, yep. You know, speaking of music and music, you know, it's it's for the people and the bourgeoisie come together. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yes, because I got to see Madonna in concert, which was a huge bucket list item for me. I got to and see that her. was in Seattle, right? It was. I got to go visit my sister and see Madonna. And so, and this was your first your Virgin Madonna experience, right? Yes, yes. You know, and go ahead, spill it. I've seen her. I saw her many, many years. I saw her on her cone bra tour, whichever one that was, um, which was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was. I keep saying to people, it was a bucket list item, and I'm really glad I went. <laughs> now the bucket is empty, I and also... I don't want to refill it, right? <laughs> I I also really wish I had seen her when she was younger, because yeah. you know, clearly she, you know, she put on a show, but it was it was it was a lot of her her dancers and a lot of you know tricks and whatever, and right. she didn't she didn't actually sing some of her songs and there was like some pre-recorded stuff also the the storyline of the concert started out like it was going to be a, a trip through time and there was going to be one dancer who was representing her who was going to like we're going to follow her journey and we kind of went in chronological order and then we hit the AIDS moment and it was very moving and it was very sad and then it just became like a fever dream after that. Like there was no rhyme okay. or reason. There was okay. no narrative structure anymore. And it got very convoluted. But and she started from the beginning of her career and moved yeah. forward chronologically. Okay. But then it got all jumbled. And then okay. and then at the end, it, and then at the end, like she had a whole segment about Michael Jackson, which was hmm. weird. And I think she dated him or something. Well, there was like this silhouette of a of a girl dancing and a guy dancing it was clearly supposed to look like madonna and michael jackson but there, there were silhouettes and they were kind of like 
dance competing with each other. And it was this pre-recorded thing. So we were all watching the screen and that's the only time we heard like a virgin was in Hmm. bits and pieces mixed in with a, with a Michael Jackson. So, I mean, it was just, I was like, this is interesting. It's a choice. You're making a choice. So did she talk to the crowd? Oh boy, did she, she, (laughs) she got a little, she got a little mad at one point because nobody was laughing at her jokes, but it was kind of hard to tell that they were jokes because uh, you know, she talked to the crowd, but when she sang, she was very much singing for the camera that was on the stage. She wasn't really engaging with the crowd overly much. But I mean, you know, it was Madonna. And also, you know, Bob the Drag Queen is amazing. Love Bob. Right. Bob was was the best. But, right. you know, there's a lot of Madonna hype. And Madonna clearly believes in a lot of Madonna <laughs> hype. So that's cool, right? That's if I was truth. Madonna, I'd probably be like, I'm fucking Madonna too. I mean, I don't want to fuck Madonna. You know what I mean? Uh, you probably would. But uh, I, uh, no. <laughs> no, not, not this at this point. point. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, not at this point. Maybe. <laughs> 30, 40 years ago. I will say I'm a huge Madonna fan, but I yeah. totally agree with you. Her ego is massive, but it always has been. I lived in New Jersey in 82, 83, whenever that first album came out. My husband at the time, Chuck, and I lived in an upstairs apartment in a brownstone or a house. And there was a little closet there that had a little tiny window. And I converted it. I painted it, cleaned it out, painted it, converted it, put in a, a, a desk with a turntable and a mixer on it. And I turned it into my little studio. And that was the first place I ever heard Madonna's album. And I played it a lot because I thought she was amazing. I never thought she would get to where she was. And I thought she was a black woman because that's what she sounded like. Um, <laughs> But, and then again, I saw her in concert, I don't know, in the early 80s, mid 80s, somewhere around, maybe early 90s, I don't remember. But I always wished she had taken the path that Lady Gaga seems to be taking, because they're they're kind of similar. But Lady Gaga, you know, she did all this frantic music in the beginning, which was very good. And I played it in the club when I was a DJ. That was all great. But she's matured and become a good actress and a, and a better singer. And mm-hmm. she performed with Tony Bennett. And she's done all this stuff that as you get older, you move on. Madonna hasn't moved on. Yeah, that was very clear too. Like there, like there was a few quote unquote newer songs, but even the newer stuff was not new. And and I remember when she came back with like the ray of light, you know, oh, and, yeah. the, and the music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and some of it was good, but like that was seemed like the end. And this concert yeah. definitely felt like it was a lot of the past, and and relied very heavily on her on her dancers, which were yeah, yeah. very very you know fun to watch, but. I personally think that there's too many dancers in concerts now. It's all about dancers. We saw Janet Jackson a few years ago, and it was so funny. I think I might have told you this, but she, when she came out, the crowd just went ballistic. And I love Janet. And they just kept applauding. And it didn't stop for like 10 minutes. And Janet just stood there on the stage. She just stared out onto the stage and she started crying and just bawling without moving because everybody was, and it felt so staged and so theatrical. It didn't feel feel real. And a lot of times with Madonna anymore, it doesn't feel real to me. It feels like a, it feels like an act and I don't like that, but. But, you know, like I said, bucket list, Lady Gaga's on my list, but I've been very lucky. I have seen a lot of the performers who are on my list, but on my list still would be Lady Gaga, Elton John, if they ever get back together, Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Elton. I think Elton John's done, and I don't really yeah, care about I, seeing Elton John. He's not. See, Elton John is a singer. He's not a performer. He's, in my opinion, so I don't see the point of seeing him in concert. But I, if you, I'm, I'm into Lady Gaga. If you find a Lady Gaga concert, let me know, and you and I will go with others, and go. we'll go to Lady Gaga. 
Well, speaking of concerts, just going to drop it real fast here. Melissa Etheridge is coming to Visalia later this month. I'm actually going to be lucky enough to see her in Santa Cruz two weeks before she comes to Visalia because uh, any excuse to go to the beach is a good excuse. But also coming up here in Fresno is John Waters, the same night as Melissa Etheridge in Visalia. So if you're not going to see Melissa Etheridge in Visalia, you can come join Chris and I to see John Waters. Completely different show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Less singing, but yeah, um, yeah. probably fewer lesbians. Anyways, but then, of course, Sandra Bernhardt is coming in May. We're very excited about that. May 11th. As you probably already know, there is going to be an opening act for Sandra Bernhardt, and part of that is going to be performed by the winners of the Rise of the Villains drag fundraising event, which is next weekend on March 9th at Fresno City College. And it is sold out. It's going to be amazing. We are going to kick off today's episode with two interviews. We're going to interview Ms. Stolen Goods, who is the current reigning Miss Fresno Gay Pride, who has has held that title for the last year. And will be stepping down. We also have an interview with Alan Wrench, who is a brand new drag performer. This will be Alan's very first ever drag experience. And we're very excited to kind of have these two ends of the spectrum. So we're gonna we're gonna drop into these two interviews right now. And then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk more about villains and you know, villain trivia. And there's some quizzes that are gonna happen and a lot of fun as well as some horrifying political stuff that we have to talk about, of course. Yeah, but we yeah. will keep it light. We've got a couple jokes on their way. And unlike Madonna, when I tell a joke, you will fucking know that it's a joke. <laughs> All right. All right. We are so excited today to talk to one of the performers of the upcoming Rise of the Villains event. So hello, dear friend. Why don't you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Hi, I'm Aldea Miles, and I am having my drag debut at this Fresno Rainbow Pride pageant. I'm very excited to, to tell you all about it. Yes, I'm excited for you. So listeners, just so you know, full disclosure here, I already knew Al from outside of the podcast. And that is because Al is on the best kickball team ever, my kickball team. Zafik Mafia. Zafik Mafia represent. So, (laughs) (laughs) and you've been playing kickball for a couple of seasons with us and that's been super fun. That's how we know each other. And Zafik Mafia will definitely be there. I think we have three tables. Some of the tables are with Chris and James will be at one of our tables and some of the pitches from Pitch Please will be at some of our tables, but three full tables supporting you at this very exciting event. So tell us about the actual, the drag of it all. What is your drag persona and what will you be performing? So I came up with Alan Wrench using a drag name generator. And because I already go by Al, I thought it was sounded good. This whole process has been very interesting. I feel so loved by my kickball family and they really did show up and, and we sold out of the VIP tables within 24 hours. The pageant hosts were really impressed. They said this was a record-breaking event. I mean, this is supposed to be the biggest venue they've had throughout the years and we still sold out so quickly. And I know a lot of people are disappointed that they didn't get tickets to it. 
the winners will be opening for the Sandra Bernhard show when she's doing it May 11th, the Tower Theater. So those tickets are still available. So if you missed out on this this event, you can see the show opening for Sandra Bernhard, which is, I mean, amazing in itself. Very, very cool. And both of these events are fundraisers for the Pride event, Mm -hmm. parade and festival that will happen in June. So Fresno really bringing out the Pride this year for sure. So Alan Wrench, great name. (laughs) Tell me how that connects to the theme, the theme of Rise of the Villains. So are these just like any kind of villain? Is it specific Disney villains? Like, are we going to see some Devil Wears Prada villain aspects or is it all? Ooh, I hope so. (laughs) yeah that was actually one of the questions asked like do we have to stick to disney or but it's open to all villains and it's basically the performer's interpretation of what that villain is and alan wrench is not necessarily connected i just thought it was more connected to me than Mm -hmm. but my character i'm planning to do is scar with a little twist to it so Ooh, a twisted scar. Very cool. (laughs) So I know Chris is not here. He's having some internet issues and I'm doing this interview, but I know that he would ask if any of the villains are going to be political people. Like, is there going to be a Rudy Giuliani or a Trump or a, you know, DeSantis, do you think, or a Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, drag performance? Do you have any idea what the other contestants and and competitors are going to be doing out there? I, I don't. It's all hush-hush. It's an mm-hmm. on-a-need-to-know basis. I think one person is doing, like, the evil stepmother. But as far as the rest of everyone else, I'm one of 12, by the oh, way, Okay. contestants. I have no idea what anyone is doing. All I know is that there will not be any repetitive, so- like, any... We won't have this same song through multiple contestants, so... Okay. But that's all done through the people who are managing this. Okay, so tell us about, you said competitors. So it's not just a show, but there is a a competition element to it. So what is the competition? Tell us about that. It is. It's pageant style. So there's different categories. So you get so many points per category. So one's like presentation, question answering. Of course, there's the evening wear, and then there's the talent portion. And then the other part of the points is the fundraising, which obviously goes towards the community for LGBTQ individuals. Awesome. So obviously, you're going to be performing a scar. That's your talent. And I'm guessing you've got some kind of epic evening wear outfit planned. I'm paring things down. I'm honing it in. So I'm still today, I actually practiced my drag makeup, which it's insane how much layers you have to put on and So that was fun. And I don't know, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see how it turns out. So this is your first competition. And this is your first time in drag doing drag? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what sparked this, this interest? Have you always been interested, but not gotten around to it? Or did you just wake up on Mm -hmm. New Year's Day this year? And we're like, you know what I'm going to do this year? fucking drag that's what I'm gonna do (laughs) you know I'm a theater kid at heart I did theater in high school I've always been drawn to drag of course RuPaul's Drag Race is big in entertainment and stuff but I haven't really seen a lot of male drag you know male performers so um, that's something that I was been intrigued by and then being influenced a little bit by coach Linda and things that she's done in the past and I'm just so impressed I'm like I want to do that and it kind of started out with me like telling my other teammates that I wanted to start a boy band and 
I, I did recruit several people to join me and yourself included. Oh yeah. Very excited. <laughs> I think I, I went to a yoga sesh and kind of broke the eyes and kind of like saw like try to see like how people uh, responded to it and the, the response was good so I was like all right let's do it I'm gonna show me person I, I words are mean nothing to me let's go so but then I found this and I was like and you might be able to meet this this comedian you know who kind of shaped my my life like she was the first lesbian I had ever seen represented on television her character was lesbian and then she was also out and that was really important to me because I grew up in a very strict household Catholic and I didn't have very much exposure to you know that part of me so it took me a long time to even come out of the closet and we're, we're speaking specifically listeners about Sandra Bernhardt in case you missed that but yes yeah very exciting a chance to meet her and uh to p- potentially share the stage with her as well very very cool oh my gosh I yeah that's it that would be a dream I mean come on <laughs> so yeah I mean and then I just want to have fun, you know, um, after being in a relationship for 13 years and coming coming back to the community, it's kind of been a, a soft landing space for me because I, I realized after so many that many years, I didn't have any friends of my own. You know, they were all shared. They were all hers. Uh-huh. And I was fully embraced by the gay community and the kickball community. And I had a family and it really saved me during this time. That's awesome. Okay. So I want to circle back to like the competition because you talked about performing and, you know, Coach Linda is, is your drag king, drag mom, kind of drag dad, drag dad. Drag dad. Okay. Very, very cool. It's such an honor. Also the, the fundraising component. So how does that work? Obviously you sold, there were tickets to the, to the event and that's sold out, Mm -hmm. but is there a way that people could still support you? Is there other fundraising that's happening currently? Yeah, I will be shaking my can at the kickball games March 2nd. I'll be out there again. And yeah, I have a little can, a coffee can that they they made for us, the pageant did. And so and then I will also be handing out raffle tickets for those who donate $5 or more for an opportunity to bid for some goodies that others have donated. Lots of fun stuff. Great. So see listeners, double reasons to come out to kickball tomorrow on the 2nd of March. You can watch us play and you can support Al by putting money in her can, which I, <laughs> Chris isn't here to make the jokes. I got to make it for him. Mm-hmm. Just be gentle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For sure. So the raffle, people have donated items and I've heard that there's some really cool things that are up for grabs, but mom's the mm. word right now until we know for sure. But <laughs> just curious how that works. So people will get a raffle ticket. Do they have to be at the event on the 9th to win or not? How does that work? Um, I will be now announcing the winners at the game, but we're taking people's information and they'll be let known if they've won the prize in particular. Okay. So you can buy a raffle ticket this weekend. And even if you can't go to the event, you could still potentially win something cool and support now. Yeah. Okay. And and be part of the fundraising that is happening for Pride, which is also very, very important. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, Al, thank you so much. I'm so excited to see you perform. (laughs) (laughs) So if our listeners want to get more information or want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Come out to one of the kickball games or I'm also on Facebook as Al Miles, A-L 
and then miles spelled like the distance and we'll connect yeah sounds great and remember listeners our game tomorrow it, we will play at two one o'clock almost at two o'clock one o'clock <laughs> tomorrow but you can come out and watch the other teams play they're worth watching as long as it doesn't rain let's uh fingers crossed that we don't get rained <laughs> out tomorrow for sure for sure okay great thank you so much thank you Okay, so we are here with the fabulous Miss Stolen Goods. Miss Stolen Goods, you want to tell us who you are and what you do? Hey, everybody. Yes, it's Miss Stolen Goods. I am, in my opinion, a legendary drag queen here in Fresno, and I have been doing it for just over 19 years now. My community is everything to me, and anytime my community calls upon me, I'm there. And I can I can tell you that Miss Stolen Goods is legendary because she performed at the North Tower Circle that I was a DJ at for many, many years. And we've been friends for a long time. Oh, yes, definitely. God, you took it way back there at the circle. <laughs> the circle closed. We have to remember that sometimes the circle, James and I were just talking about this over the weekend. Circle closed in 2014. So it's been closed for 10 years now. Oh, wow. I didn't think it had been that long. Wow. Many memories at that bar. Yeah. Many. So you are going to be, are you, how are you connected to this upcoming event, The Rise of the Villains? I am actually one of the three that are stepping down. I am the current reigning Miss Fresno Rainbow Pride. I'm sorry. Does that mean that you won last year? Is th this competition? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tell us what Miss Fre Fre Fresno Rainbow Pride is, how you won it last year, what that happened. Tell us what the, what the title is. So Miss Fresno Rainbow Pride is a small title that is held through Community Link, Fresno Rainbow Pride. It is community title that people take and they do as they please. But for me, I took it to a whole nother level because like I said, it's always something about my community. So for me, it was, okay, I'm going to take this title and I'm going to show people that regardless of what your background is, whatever it is that you're doing in your life, wherever you think you may or may not succeed, I took it and showed my community by being there. And I went out to many things like the candlelight vigil with the church. God, I just showed up everywhere and anywhere. They could not get rid of me. You're basically representing Community Link and Fresno Rainbow Pride for the year that you have the title, right? Yes, correct. Like okay. a community ambassador of goodwill yeah. and, and gayness. Yay. Okay. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> so big time gayness. Yes. Big time. <laughs> so you won the competition last year and you'll be stepping down. Does that mean that you're not competing? Are you part of the judging process? How does that work? Uh, this year, actually, I am just one that's stepping down. Um, I did help to raise around and get candidates and things like that. This year, we do have nine candidates that will be competing for the titles. I'm just there to honestly show up, have a good time, and be the ultimate villain, to be honest with you. So it's one it's one title, right, Miss Fresno Rainbow Pride? One of those nine people will win the one title, correct? Yeah. There, well, there's three. There's the Mr. There's the this year instead of Ms., which was MZ last year. This year they put it to MX. And then okay. there's the Mr. So there's the Mr., Ms., and Mick MX. Okay. I believe that's how you pronounce it. So three people will have the title of? Yes. Okay. Of gay ambassador. Yay. Yay. Yes. <laughs> and who and whoever is victorious on the ninth, they will actually be performing for the Sandra Bernhardt show as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
very exciting about that. I'm excited to meet her, to work with her, all of that stuff. Because you're hosting the Sandra Bernhardt show, right? I am the opening act MC for that before she officially takes over okay. and entertains all of Fresno. That's going to be a great event. We're both going to be there. We're in, we're both going to be there in the front row. Yeah. All yeah. right. So tell us a little bit about this, the competition. Obviously, you've got multiple contestants. What is it that they need to do? And how does one prepare for such a competition? Well, I can tell you how I prepared last year. Last year, I entered the pageant actually on my own will to see about whether or not I could enter a pageant world such as Miss Gay US of A. So that's how I did it. But I just made outfits I because I make everything from head to toe of my own. You prepare your outfits in theme and question and answer was the hardest thing that people will actually come across because you have no clue what questions are going to be thrown your way. Yeah, it's all about that performance community. They have to go out and do fundraising, um, such as shaking a can, holding their own individual shows. I myself did a drag queen bingo last year, as well as selling raffle tickets for the cruise and the blanket that they had that they raffled off at Pride. I myself last year raised close to $3,000 by myself. So that is just something, some of the little things that they're doing this year, they're not having a raffle or anything like that. So they're all going out, doing different shows, shaking their cans. I know a few of them have actually did bingos as well as holding fundraising shows as well. If I remember right, the fundraising is part of how you win, right? That's counted in to like the Q&A and the performance. The fundraising is also part of it too, right? Correct. Yes. It's a dollar. If I remember right, for every $100, it is one point that they will get as well as the Q&A, the talent and presentation. So those are the three. So no, no swimsuit competition. Oh no, good girl. No, you wouldn't <laughs> want to, you would, you would not want to see some people in a bathing suit, especially me. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about the the theme, Rise of the Villains. What is that? Who picks the theme? How does that come about? And what are, what are what can we expect to see in terms of villains? Are these like political villains or Disney villains or like my third grade bath teacher? Like what's going on? <laughs> so it was a group effort. We actually had a meeting a few months ago and we got together and we're just discussing things. And I said, well, what is the, some of the, I had them give me some of the themes that had been given in the past because I didn't want to duplicate anything. They had actually, originally it went with Disney villains. I'm a huge villains fan. I actually have Ursula tattooed on my arm. I own all that. So we came up with the rise of the villains. And with me, it was always the big, bad, evil women from Disney cartoons that I love. But in all reality, villains could be anything. I mean, there's so many villains out there, people that, are just, you know, everything from La Llorona to, you know, Donald Trump himself, you know, that could be, you know, that that's a big villain. I agree with that. But it's definitely one of those always expect the unexpected. You never know what is going to come, who is going to show up, what's going to happen. That's really what you can expect. Just expect the craziness. Don't go in with any expectations of, oh my God, is this going to be dark and evil, which it might be. But it's also going to be very beautiful because I can always say that the most wonderful villains are always the most beautiful ones. Yeah. And I can say from working with you many, many times that, you know, we have a lot of drag performers in Fresno, but you always pulled out all the stops. I try to. I always, for me, I've always been told that as long as I put my best heel forward, that's going to be the best thing I can do. And I can say over the last 19, close to 20 years that I've always put my best foot forward. So and I mean, that event is just going to be villainous, evil, mayhem, and just pure fun. 
And it is family friendly, correct? Yes, it is family friendly. Uh, everything has to stay family friendly. And actually, it's at a bigger even venue. So we're expecting more people. Yeah, Fresno City College. And as of the time of this recording, you are sold out. There's no more tickets available. Right. Not just tables, but just general admission has been has been sold out. Do you happen to know like how many people that entails? No, actually, I don't know how many people um, that entails, but I do know that VIP tables sold out in less than 24 hours, which was unheard of. The actual event sold out in six days, and that's even with moving to a larger venue and with, you know, I think they even added more seating than what was previous, but it was just crazy. We'll be there at a table. It was amazing, and it was like when they first told me that it had sold out, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, it, that's crazy. That is. And especially within the time frame, that was just unheard of for a drag event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, this event as a fundraiser for Rainbow Pride in June has been happening for years. So do, how many years has this particular type of drag competition fundraiser been happening? I can say that it was previously under a different name. And okay. I believe, so I believe it goes back probably about close to 20 years or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it had taken a break. And I want to say it took a break for about maybe three or four years before it was brought back and refurbished in a different way with a different name. But it's been there. And it's, yeah, I want to say it's been about 20, 25 years that it's actually been around. Yeah, it was always held at the Big Red Church for the longest time. And, right. you know, so. I was one of the judges one year for this one at the, with the Big Red Church. I have to say that I think probably one of the attractions to get this thing so uh, pumped up this year and uh, sold out is the title, The Rise of the Villains, and the logo. It just looks, I think it's enticing to people. And I think people want to see villains, you know. So Chris mentioned that he had been a judge in the past. Who are the judges for this year? Are they secret or do we know who they are? I actually don't know who they are. And they have actually kept it very quiet. They're telling me just, hey, just focus on your step down. They've kept me out of the loop for good reasons, I'm sure. But like, yeah, it's kind of out of the loop just for me to focus on me because I've been doing so much throughout the last year that they're just like, focus on you. So I don't know who they are. So I'm sure they're going to be some serious villains, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you get crowned, is there a is there a crown? Is there a cape? Is there a scepter? Like, is there a sash? What 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 does it mean <laughs> to to get crowned and to to get to be this gay ambassador for Fresno? Yes, there is a crown. There is a sash, and it just means the, the world to me. For me, it it meant the world to be crowned and to know that that the community just loved me, loved every loved the answers. I think it's what you do with it. And yeah, it, it was an amazing feeling. Can we ask you what your question and answer was last last when you won? So they always ask you a funny one and then they ask you a serious one. The funny one was because the theme was Into the Rainbow Jungle last year. So one was in that thing. They asked me if I could be an animal, which animal would I be and why? I chose a monkey. And the reason for that was so that anytime anything came in your way, you would able to just grab onto another limb and keep swinging and keep pushing on. Okay. I literally thought you were going to say, because when people piss me off, I can throw shit at them and it's That's okay. what I was thinking. I can steal the bananas, all that shit. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I did. I, the I, same I, poop throwing train over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, I did think that because I do flashback to the monkey at the Fresno Zoo that would always be throwing his shit everywhere. Right. But, but no, I I couldn't do that with my niece sitting there, my uh, little, I think she was uh, only 12, 
I mean, even though she's heard stuff like that come out of my mouth, you know, I had to think, okay, this is family friendly. Let me make sure it's good. <laughs> what was the serious one? The serious one was what would I do with it and why? And as my answer came out was that as a cancer survivor, somebody who came from the ghetto, somebody who rose above so many things when people would push me down, I wanted to show everyone that regardless of what's thrown in your way, you can and will succeed if you put your mind and heart into it. And that's what I did. I feel like, and I hope that when I step down, that people see that. And I hope that I can inspire somebody as many have inspired me. Cool. That's so special. That made me want to cry a little bit. I know. I'm getting a little <laughs> verklempt over here. Thank you, Miss Stolen, Stolen Goods. Stolen Goods, yes. <laughs> Tell me how that name came about, because I don't know if I know. Clearly, she fell off the back of a truck, Chris. That's a <laughs> <laughs> The name came about from a older drag queen that used to perform every now and then when I was Empress. She would come down and perform with me, and her name was Carlotta Stolen Goods. I asked her, I said, so how does one become one of those? She goes, well, you have to be able to steal from me. Ooh. Case closed, never challenged me. She stayed in my home when she was in the shower. I took her necklace, big gaudy necklace and earrings, and put them in my room. She never dawned on it. I went to a coronation like a few months later, actually wore the jewelry, took a picture with her, sent her the picture in the mail. She had no clue it was the jewelry until about a year later. Wow, oh you just, you earned the title. Yeah, I earned it. That's why I always say the stolen goods, they're, they may be stolen, but they ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, really, thank you for being with us today. We can't wait to see you in the show. Are you, you're performing because you're stepping down, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And then, yeah, then Sandra Bernhardt, then Pride, and yeah, you know, I'll be at coming. all of those. Yeah, it's all yeah. And make sure to watch Pride. I am actually, this is the first time it'll be announced publicly, but I am was selected as one of the Grand Marshals for this year's Pride Parade. Cool. Oh, hooray. Congratulations. Yes. That's thank exciting. You, you. Well, we might have to have you come back and talk about the parade at some point, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Thank you guys for having me. You guys can follow me at Miss underscore Stolen Goods on Instagram. And wait, then now that's a fun way of spelling it, right? There's like Z's involved in stolen goods. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So let, let give yes. the actual handle so that people can find you. Yes. So it is M-I-Z-Z underscore S-T-O-L-E-N-G-O-O-D-Z. Okay. Ms. Stolen Goods. Got it. Right. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. And we'll talk to you guys later. Well, that was super fun. And I am so excited. As we mentioned multiple times, <laughs> Sapphic Mafia <laughs> came through and bought a bunch of tickets, a bunch of tables. Chris and I will be there in the front watching this show. If you were not lucky enough to get your tickets, as Al said, there are still tickets for Sandra Bernhardt and you will get to see the winners. So maybe you can't come to the thing on the 9th, but you know what? You can see the winners of the competition on the 9th performing on May 11th. There are still tickets for that. You, know, you still get your drag on and you can still support local drag theater and of course the fresno rainbow pride parade and festival so yeah please come please come to sandra bernhardt tower theater may 11th it's going to be there's still tickets available i just checked and that is uh fresno rainbow pride hasn't done this before they haven't brought in a big name entertainer to kick off pride season and they're they're reaching out and doing it this year so we need to support them so go get your tickets it's going to be a lot of fun Yes, for sure. I mean, we talk a lot about things on the show that make us mad. And we talk about how you can choose to spend your money and how you can boycott or not boycott. And Chris and I both have complicated feelings about boycotts and whether or not they work. But one thing that we will agree on is that you can you can really influence things with your wallet 
by actually spending the money. So when you choose to put your dollars into an LGBT owned business, or you choose to spend money on a, a fundraiser for Rainbow Pride, or when you choose to go to a show that is promoting pride here in Fresno, that is paramount. It's very important. And it is a, it's a really easy way for you to be supportive that is much more positive than boycotting something. Right. And what it shows the community and the city council and people who are standing behind the LGBTQ community right now is that we, we are a force to be reckoned with and we can support these events. So please, please support. Yes. And there are tickets. I think that there are tickets at the $35 level still at the tower theater for Sandra Bernhardt. So, I mean, that's basically taking somebody out for a movie, but it's going to be way more fun and you get to, you know, support, Fresno Rainbow Pride. So check it out. Okay. So let's talk about some horrible villains, Chris. Okay. (laughs) Since that is the theme of that show and uh, a little bit of the theme of tonight's show. Tell me about a villain. Do you have a personal villain in your life? Have you ever had a person? Have you ever been somebody's villain? I feel like you probably were somebody's villain. I feel like I probably was. Um, I will say, you know, when you grow up as a gay boy, or a gay girl, or a queer kid. And I grew up, I went to school in the 60s and 70s when you couldn't even talk about it. So if they suspected you at all, there were villains. I had this one in in particular villain. I I remember his name was Randy. I can't remember his last name. But my villains were often athletes, people who were on the sports teams, because I was in the drama department, and I was the lead actor in a lot of the plays, so I was known around the school, and I had a lot of, we called them fag hags, which I don't know if they knew at that time that that's what they were, but I was surrounded by girls all the time, and you know, at that time I wasn't out, so I even had girlfriends, but whatever it was that I wasn't aware of, uh, these guys knew I was gay, or they suspected I was different, whatever, so I was, you know, tortured in the hallways of school even though I had a lot of friends I was tortured by these guys quite regularly with name calling and you know pushing here and there I remember when we finally got to high school graduation this was in Alaska I graduated in Alaska my best friend Jack and I who was also gay we decided to go to the big bonfire which was this one of the celebrations that the night I think it was the night of graduation the night after and Jack didn't want to go uh, because he knew what, you know, we were going to stand out a little bit. But I, you know, we were graduating. We went there. So we went, we got near the bonfire. And this Randy guy started yelling, you know, horrible things at me and Jack with all these people around. And everybody was drinking, of course, because it was it was graduation night. So I told Jack, you know, we should probably just get out of here. And as we were leaving, Randy threw this big rock and uh, hit me in the side of the leg on the I had a huge bruise on my thigh I always think about and we just left after that and everything was fine we took off and went off together but it could have been it could have ended so much worse because with the liquor involved Randy could have thrown that rock and it was a big rock he could have hit me in the head or hit Jack Mm -hmm. in the head or something or somebody else so I think when you grow up as a as a gay kid I, I know it's different now but there are still gay kids trans kids that are tortured by you know their classmates because they're different um those were the villains in my life I don't know that I ever had a villain you know as an adult because I it didn't hit me the same way it did when I was a kid but I definitely had that when I was a kid just to kind of springboard off of what you're saying it is different today it is a lot better for kids but we have to remember that in california it's it's better than in a lot of places and 
not to get super down here, but we have all been following the news about what was going on in Oklahoma with Next Benedict and talk right. about somebody who was victimized by the villains of the school. And well, let's give a little just a little context. What happened to Next? So Next was a non-binary teenager in Oklahoma who was being bullied by a group of girls and eventually there's some conflicting information, but at some point next fought back, quote unquote, by by splashing somebody with water, I think is the last right. thing that I heard, right. which the cops say, you know, well, that's assault. So, you know, you started it, whatever. Anyways, um, I'm very angry. But they took next into the bathroom and they beat them up. They beat next up pretty substantially. And the school did not call her parent. They did not call the police. They did not call an ambulance, nothing. But eventually, grandmother came to pick them up, to pick necks up. And the grandmother said, your injuries are severe, and took them to the hospital. And next died, died of injuries died sustained, the next day, yeah. probably from this beatdown, because a normal child doesn't just randomly die. There Usually and there's just a to reason. to be clear, we don't have an autopsy yet, so yeah. we're not sure. But it's pretty clear that the beating happened on one day and next died the next. Yes. So the bullies, these children who who acted out in this horrifying way, definitely villains, definitely bad, but they were they are children who are the products of their environment, who I think are the true, true horrible villains of this, like even more so, and need to be held equally, if not more so responsibly, are the adults who were involved. The school administration who did nothing, the cops that it looks like have tried to kind of cover it up. Um, that is awful. And the fact that we have things in Oklahoma on their school boards at the state level, they had brought in a woman from California who does not have children in, in Oklahoma because her whole thing is that she doxes trans and LGBT kids basically so that they can be victimized and they put her in a position of power. So we have politicians and adults in Oklahoma who have set up this culture of bigotry and hate and entitlement where children growing up in that environment think that it's okay to physically assault someone who is different than them. I mean, there's, it's just, it's. And I will say that uh, during a legislative update panel in Taliqua, Oklahoma, this was on February 23rd, which was a week after Nex uh, died. The, the panel consisted of four Republican state senators and an audience member asked why the Oklahoma legislature has, quote, such an obsession with the LGBTQ citizens of Oklahoma and what people do in their personal lives and how they raise their children, unquote. And they linked Benedict's death to, quote, 50 bills targeting the LGBTQ community, unquote. T Senator Tom Woods responded that his heart goes out in regards to Benedict's death while asserting Oklahoma is a religious, Christian, and moral state whose constituency doesn't want that filth in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Said that, said that filth. He said the word filth like five times in that speech. Yeah. He, he was like looking for an excuse. To... Right. Oh. And then there's a, there's, a, there's a guy named Ryan Walters, who's the Oklahoma State Superintendent of Public Instruction. He said, quote, to make sure that all individuals are safe in a school, we want every student to be protected. We want every student to be successful. That also means we're not going to lie to students and we're not going to push a gender ideology. He went on to say, when you're born, you have a gender. You either have an XX chromosome 
or an XY chromosome. We've seen radical leftists who've tried to create this idea of gender fluidity, which frankly confuses students and causes all kinds of chaos in the classroom and with families. First of all, that's a blatant lie. There are much, many more combinations than XX and XY in human beings. So that's not even true. What gets me about their whole concept of gender is first, they think gender is what's between your legs. We all know, the smart ones in the room, know that's not what it is. And we also know gender is a whole myriad of different uh, combinations of feelings and emotions and identities. So they don't even understand what gender is. And here they are proselytizing against it. Yeah, it's sickening. I So we're, let, we're, we know there will be an autopsy of necks, and we will find out at some point, hopefully in the next week, how they died. But this, you know... Oklahoma's on the forefront of anti-LGBTQ legislation, and this is, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't get past that word filth. It, I mean, I, I know all this other stuff is horrible too, but to call I, us I, yeah. as a community filth is just deeply disturbing. Yes. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I just, it's. I know. Where do you, you go can't. from there? I don't know. You can't. This is crazy shit. Just crazy shit. So connected to that a little bit, it I mean because it's not just Oklahoma, obviously, but no, at the no. at the highest court of the land, Justice Samuel Alito renewed his criticism of the Supreme Court's landmark decision that recognized the right for same-sex marriage. He said that people who oppose homosexuality risk being unfairly quote labeled as bigots and treated as such. <laughs> I'm like, my dude, if it walks like a freaking duck. And it quacks like a freaking duck, then quack, quack, then my it's friend. A it's a freaking bigot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, it's not just Oklahoma, unfortunately. There are plenty of political villains all over the place. Although, here's a weird, here's a weird moment. Okay. Okay. Mitch McConnell is a freaking awful villain. It's it he mm -hmm. is responsible for the travesty of the Supreme Court right now because he, he stopped Merrick, Merrick Garland. I mean, just a whole Okay, anyways, I don't want to get into a history lesson. Anyways, he's an awful turtle man. We don't like him, but he is He's an awful turtle man. Just, what is that? He looks like a turtle. He, like a turtle. he does. He does. That's what he my does. friend You're Melanie right. calls him. She calls him the, the evil turtle man. Yeah, yeah. He is going to step down apparently from his role at, you know, okay, so great. It's 20 years too late. 20 years. But okay. Okay. But here's the problem. He is going to step down. He is going to be replaced. Now, I do not like Mitch McConnell. I think he is an evil, evil turtle man. But he is, he is also not a Trump supporter anymore. He, true, he was, true. but he is not. And we know that who are they going to replace him with? Chances right. are it's yeah, going to be yeah. somewhat worse. So this is one of those things where you're like, good, take a seat ugly man you're ugly on the inside and you need to sit down and and not have any more power or say in my government but also yeah, yeah. oh no who's going to replace them speak here comes a much younger man that will be able to do it for many many many, many, many years, years. To come. exactly so like speaking of replacement and replacement theory the rnc chair was a yeah. was a trump supporter and she's leaving her position now guess why guess why why chris why don't you think she's going to maybe be the vice presidential oh, nominee with Trump? That's what I've heard. That is interesting. I don't know. I don't know too much about her. I do know that she tried to start an LGBTQ caucus at one point and it didn't go anywhere. She tried to start one? Yeah, yeah, in the Republican Party. And it didn't it didn't go anywhere, obviously. But anyways, obviously. Um, she is Mitt Romney's niece. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah. How did I not know I that? Know. I probably did. I just forgot. She has said, I'll let you go on in a mm -hmm. second. She has said if she is the vice president, because she's put it out there, yeah. 
and Trump loses the election, she will vote to not accept the results of the of the election. Yeah, so she's, she's already said that publicly. Great, 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 great. And so who's going to replace him? Well, um, there's the head of the RNC in North Carolina, who's a guy named Watley, and we know what they've been doing in North Carolina, so that's all bad news. But the other name that's been put forward is Trump's daughter-in-law, Laura, yes. who is a singer. You may or may not remember her. And who has said that she will use the RNC's money uh -huh. to pay off Trump's legal bills. Now, here's the silver lining in that. OK, are you ready? Yeah. OK, normally the RNC's all of their fundraising money goes to support all the down ticket races. OK, and their fundraising oh, has true. not been so good lately. People are not giving to the RNC like they used to. I right. wonder why. Anyways, so they have a smaller bucket. And if they're not going to be spending it on the down base, down vote races, if they're going to be spending it on Trump's legal fees, which I don't think they should, but whatever, then that means that there will be less money in those other smaller yeah. elections, which means that Democrats won't have to spend as much to potentially win. So I don't know, sure. man. I also heard a rumor that maybe the two of them, Watley and Laura, would like split the role, which I don't even know how that works because I'm not an RNC person, but I, I don't know. It's well, like how anything works doesn't matter with these people because well, they break true. the rules. Yeah, it is like it's like watching a car accident in slow motion all the time over there. Yeah, very <laughs> slow motion. Uh, and you don't know what to root for. Please don't hit the truck. Please don't hit. Well, maybe hit the truck a little. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like maybe if you just exploded, that would be like. I, you know, I'm obviously yeah. not calling for anybody to actually die, but like, I mean, oh, I, I, maybe I, I, the I party could explode and then I, whatever. Anyways. So, yep. Those are some, those are some villains. Wow. So uh, Texas is full of villains too, as we already know. Re to get this, this is a story recently. Republican Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, the moron that he is, this week he sued a major online porn distributor, Pornhub, for failing to post health warnings that pornography, quote, weakens brain function and is proven to, quote, harm human brain development and is associated with, quote, low self-esteem, eating disorders, and emotional and mental illness. So in Texas, they're trying to force porn distributors to post health warnings before anyone can get to the porn saying that this could rot your brain. But but we can't possibly have, like, trans life-affirming care for people. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. 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 Course no. not. But but and here's the, a little text box before you get to watch your smut. Click this button, and I'm sure everyone will read it and really take it to heart. <laughs> and they may track you on top of it. Who oh, knows? Of course. And then there's Texas Governor Greg Abbott, another Ooh. sleazeball. He is calling on licensed professionals and members of the general public to report the parents of transgender minors to state authorities if it appears the minors are receiving gender-affirming medical care. So if there are minors out there getting mental health care or gender-affirming care, he wants citizens to report the parents. So if you know your next-door neighbor is the parent of a trans kid and that trans kid is receiving any kind of health care that he considers gender-affirming, he wants you to report them. Well, and the thing is that gender-affirming health care can be simple things as using the preferred pronouns or the right. name. So it can be anything. Basically, if you see a trans child and they're happy, then their parents can get reported. Report them. Report the parents. Yeah. yeah. And who knows? It doesn't say what he'll do with them, but God knows. I There's a couple others before I want to talk about. I want to talk about the IVF bill in Alabama. But mm -hmm. before that, did you hear Kellogg CEO Gary Pilnick this week? Oh, telling us He's how we can avoid being in debt. 
yeah, groceries are high in cost. What should we do? And he said, basically, tell them to eat cereal. He said, when asked about the rising grocery prices, he said, the cereal category has always been quite affordable. And the company is now leaning into it and intentionally advertising cereal for dinner. And I know some people eat cereal for dinner. Some of us do it. No big deal. But he's saying that if you can't afford groceries, go buy my cereal and eat that for dinner. I'm sure he's the, the wealthy people are not going to do that. And this was a this, there's a South Carolina pastor, Bobby Leonard, South Carolina, big old evil villain here of Bible Baptist Tabernacle. He there was a video release where he mm -hmm. can be heard saying that he would not convict a rapist if the victim was wearing shorts. He said, quote, if you dress like that and you get raped and I'm on the jury, He's going to go free. I'm right, you know, because a man's a man. So if women dress in short, now you're younger than I. I remember this in the 70s. This was said all the time when women were, you know, starting to wear revealing clothing. It was said that women were responsible for their rapes. And now this is in this day and age, this is coming back. Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, it's been a consistent theme of asking women when they show up to to report being sexually assaulted or raped or harassed or anything. Well, what were you wearing? Right, right. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Right. So let's talk about the Alabama IVF ruling. So sure. For those of you who don't know, and I, I don't know if anybody missed it, but basically we know what happened with Roe v. Wade overturned and all that. But now they're saying in Alabama that uh, frozen embryos are children yeah. and we can't kill children. And part of this started because there were some frozen embryos inadvertently destroyed through an accident in, at one of the labs. And so they're saying that these they've declared that these uh, frozen embryos are children destroying them, which a lot of frozen embryos get destroyed because sometimes a couple has 20 frozen embryos and they find they have two children. They don't need the others. So they get rid of them. Mm -hmm. They're going to say that that's technically abortion. So IVF clinics are starting to close and they're closing because they don't want to get legally punished for this. There's a chief justice named Tom Parker, an elected Republican. He is behind this, or one of the people behind this, and he said, quote, this is a chief justice, okay? In summary, the theologically based view of the sanctity of life adopted by the people of Alabama encompasses the following. One, God made every person in his image. Two, each person, therefore, has a value that far exceeds the ability of human beings to calculate. And three, Human life cannot be wrongfully destroyed without incurring the wrath of a holy God who views the destruction of his image as an affront to himself. It is as if the people of Alabama took what was spoken of the prophet Jeremiah and applied it to every unborn person in this state. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, the chief. This is a chief justice commenting on this ruling, and it's all from the Bible unbelievable and if you want to watch some fun tap dancing go find the video of nikki haley who's used ivf <laughs> try to talk <laughs> her way around this <laughs> oh she's used ivf i didn't know that i you know what i read that but i honestly i don't know if i could actually put it because maybe you didn't it's, double check, I didn't it, double check yeah. it but i know that there are several people in congress who have used ivf in the past yeah. and like so yeah now that now they're like oh Oh, crap. But I will tell you, this has made for some excellent TikTok videos of people taking little <laughs> Petri dishes and like driving in the carpool lane or taking them grocery shopping or, you know, putting them in, you know, carrying them oh, around and cute. all kinds of stuff. So, 
yeah, it's, but it is. Well, I have seen ridiculous. Nikki Haley waffling about this going back and forth. So I, I believe it. And, and there are Congress people and politicians in Alabama that are now trying to revert or get away from this yeah. and reverse it because, well, because there's, a lot a, of, there's a million. I read a thing yeah. that said that there were a million embryos. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh my God. So Who's now, not, now they're not only saying that you can't, you can't uh, get rid of a child if, you are in a situation of rape or incest or just you don't want the child, which is enough, yeah. an embryo. Now they're saying you can't go to a, a, well, a lab and scientifically create a child that you can't have otherwise. And I'm just I'm just going to like refer us all back to Legally Blonde when she pointed out that if you're going to say that an embryo is life is a baby, then basically you can't masturbate anymore, dudes, because you're just you're just spilling that seed, man. You're just killing all those, those yeah, potential James babies. and I always talk about how many children we wiped off our chest. So, oh, I mean, God. you know, but I mean, imagine for a second that it could get to that point, yeah. the way they're going, it could get that masturbation is illegal because you're, you're removing sperm from your body that could be used for a child and basically killing that sperm. I mean, just think about where this could go. People. Well, also like, I mean, we all have period. Some of us have periods and that is I haven't had one in a whole week. A whole it's week. been a week since I've had one. But an unfertilized egg, right? So where does the right. where, where does it stop, right? That I mean, right. that's just is the thing. So. Exactly. And you know, a couple of years ago, I'd have been like, "That's ridiculous," but Trump got the election, so now I yeah. can't say that's ridiculous anymore. Because... I think I think when we we all thought Roe v. Wade being overturned was ridiculous, and then when it happened, we thought, "Well, that'll stop there." Well, no, it hasn't yeah. stopped there, and it's not going to stop anytime soon if we don't do something about it. Okay, real fast before we transition away, we just have to remind you guys that Tuesday is election. Day. So get out there and vote. We have covered this election on the show before. We've interviewed Bryce. We've interviewed Dion. We've interviewed Jen. There's a lot of people. The Stonewall Democrats have a great list of who's endorsed by whom and also how they think you should maybe vote on the measures, etc. So check that out. Please, please vote. Voting is very important. If we want to get these villains out of office, and yes, I'm talking about you, Steve Brandau, and Mr. Betterfield, like these people need to not have power in our community anymore. And the way that we do this is by voting. So go out and vote. Please, please, please remember to vote on Tuesday. And let me say this, I just saw today, and this today is Thursday, the 29th, from uh, a friend of ours, Myra Coble. As of today, only 10% of the registered voters in Fresno County have turned in their ballots. 10%. By party, Republicans make up 32% of the electorate, and the electorate, and they've turned in 44% of the ballots. Democrats make up 39% and have turned in 41% of the ballots. And uh, people over 65 make up 23% and have returned 59%, while 18 to 34-year-olds are the largest group registered, 28%, and they've only returned 5% of the ballots. So only 10% total. Get out there, mail it in, take it in, drop it off, go in person, whatever you have to do, vote. For sure, for sure. Okay. I got to move us into something more fun. <laughs> Let's do some fun stuff. That was kind of depressing. Okay. So you have a, a villain quiz for me, huh? I do. You want to do mine first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. So this is a movie quotes villain quiz. What I'm going to do is I have several villains and I have three quotes from each of these villains. Okay. I'm, it's a hard quote, a medium quote, and then an easy quote. Oh, so man. I'm going to go through them and see if you Okay. Can and these are from villain. movies. Now- these are all movies. Go ahead. Are these movies I've seen? <laughs> well, I tried to pick movies. I know a couple of these you've seen. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Okay. But okay. the listeners have seen these, I'm sure. So we'll let them. So get okay. ready to yell at your, your podcast playing device people while I totally mess this up. 
I wanted to start this with saying if it's a female or male villain, but of course I hate to genderize people. So I don't know if I should do that. So do you want <laughs> me to do that or not? I mean, um, let's try I without know. it. And then if okay. I might, I might need a clue and that could be a hint. That would be a okay. good way to do it. All right. Here's the first one. Okay. First quote, I put two bullets in my gun. Okay. Second quote, <laughs> the operation was called hobbling. I don't think I've seen this movie. Okay. Third quote. I thought you were good, Paul, but you're not good. You're just another lying old dirty birdie. I have no idea. How about this one? He didn't get out of the cocky duty car. I don't think I've seen this movie. <laughs> okay, that was Annie Wilkes uh, in Misery. Kathy Bates in Misery. You never saw Misery? Where she finds yeah. James Caan and she takes him home and she breaks his I legs with I've a sledgehammer or his book. feet. I read the book in high school. Yeah. So, okay. sorry. Let's try one that okay. you should know. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna identify oh, the hobbling. gender. Okay. Hobbling. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all okay. connecting now. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the male female thing. People, okay. excuse me. I don't know these people's genders, but I'm gonna just do it to help Kaylee here. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> this is a this is a male villain. Okay. First quote: Who said we were terrorists? Second quote: You can walk out of here or be carried out. Oh my goodness. Third quote: Touching cowboy, touching, or should I call you Mr. McLean? Oh, 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 okay. So that must be Hans Gruber. And Hans Gruber. That has to be from Die Hard. Okay. That's from Die Hard. McLean. There you go. There you go. I have seen that movie. I usually <laughs> watch it while stoned on Christmas Eve, though. So, you know. I know. Well, you know, I'm here I'm here for you. Okay. This is, uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to do this as male or female. The first one is, I'm your worst dream come true. 27 years I dreamt of you. I craved you. Last one, they all float down here. Okay, that actually does sound familiar, but yeah. I feel like I'm going to feel really stupid in a second. That's okay. Think of a, a funny nose and some red hair. A funny nose? Right? Yeah, red nose mm. and red hair. They all float down here. I don't That's know. That's Penny, Pennywise from It. Oh, I've never seen It. Okay. Oh, okay. Nope. Um, I'm gonna what? Have Do you have to... any movies that are not scary? <laughs> They're villains, Kalia. <laughs> all right, this one. I'll, let's try this one. Female villain. Okay. Don't ever pity me, you smug bastard. Hmm. Second quote. Why? Because I won't allow you to treat me like some slut you just banged a couple of times and throw in the garbage. I don't know, but I like her. <laughs> Third quote. I won't be ignored, Dan. Oh, I, I feel like I've heard that quote, but I feel like this is also from a movie that I haven't seen. That's Alex Forrest, Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Yeah. You haven't seen Fatal Attraction? You know, I think it was on somebody's television at some point when I was All a right, teenager. I'm All so right. sorry. All right, let's try this one. Okay. This is a oh, this, this is painful. This one I definitely cannot give you the gender on this one. Okay. <laughs> Quote number one, you don't know what pain is. <laughs> Quote number two, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Oh my god. Quote number three, it rubs the lotion on oh, its skin okay. or else it gets the hose again. Yay! That's like uh, Billy or Bob or Buffalo the... Bill from Buffalo Silence Bill. of the Lambs. Yes. Okay, all who right. Who was played by the actor who was then like the police guy in Monk. That's, there you go. That's a little oh, okay. fun trivia for you. All right, I didn't know that. Okay. All right, how oh, about this one? Oh, no. Fe oh, come on, okay. female villain. Okay. I should have known you'd know where to find the boys and the booze. Okay, okay. Give me the next okay, one. one more. Okay. Barbara, please. Barbara, please. The last one. Don't fuck with me, fellas. 
Oh, oh, this is Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, I suffered through that book and movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try a, a male oh, villain here. Okay, okay. It's more comfortable for you to label me as insane. Okay, that sounds like a Kevin Spacey quote. Become vengeance, David. Become wrath. Yes, this is seven. This is yes. Yeah, you got it. Seven. I, it, yeah, I got it. Don Doe and seven. That was Kevin Spacey. As soon it as was. yeah, as soon as what was the third quote? Realize, detective. The only reason that I'm here right now is that I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Okay. I can hear those lines in Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I just watched it the other day. I just think that that movie is brilliant, especially the ending. Just brilliant. And it bothers me to watch it, but I watch it for the writing. It's so well done. All right, let's try this one. Okay, let's got to be the last one. Let me have my right, misery. We'll, we'll make this the last one. All right. Male villain, quote one, I have died before. Okay. Quote two, power, unlimited power. Quote three, oh, oh, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Darth Vader? No, it's close. Emperor Palpatine oh. from Star Wars. Okay. All right. Yeah, you, did, you got a you got a D on this. Uh, yeah. No, not 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 good. Apparently, okay. I need to watch more movies and read fewer books. Well, I got one more for you because it's the last one. Okay. Male villain. If you're good at something, never do it for free. That sounds like my mom. Quote two. <laughs> Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order and everything becomes chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. Okay, that sounds like my dad. Okay. okay. Number three. <laughs> Why so serious? Oh, that's me. No, just kidding. That's the Joker. <laughs> that's the Joker. Okay, you got it. All right. That's okay. good. You got a C minus. Okay. I'm so relieved. <laughs> Great. I think I think we're done with that. Okay. But yeah, I, that's all I had. I have some fun news things that we can just like leave with. Okay. These are, these are okay. So don't you have a, qu a quiz? No, I think that was one. I think, okay. I think you, you got the quiz this time. All right. All right. Okay. I can't beat that. Um. Okay. So here's a fun thing. Marvel comics announced X-Men. The wedding special is a one shot publishing May 29th as part of the Marvel voices. And it is a gay marriage. What? So this is a comic book or a, yep. or a, okay. It's a comic book. So it's not based on yep. something else. It's new. Yeah. And the two, two female X-Men characters are going to get married. Who do we know who? Destiny and Mystique. Oh, Mystique. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. We always really knew that Mystique was, you know, she can, weird. she can be anything She's like she non-gendered really, but yeah. Anyways. And then Destiny. Yep. 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 Okay, so there that's we go. cool. So I don't know who Destiny is, but that's she, cool. Oh, she's the blind one, the blind mutant, who's a precog. Okay, I missed that one along the way. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay, and then this is just fun. <laughs> I thought of you as soon as I saw it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you ready? I know, but go ahead. <laughs> so you may or may not have heard that the Major League Baseball has been in the news because they came out with new jerseys and uniforms for I their that, the yeah. baseball players and they are see-through and extra tight Ooh, <laughs> I, I heard people were complaining about them because they were uh, something about the names weren't actually stitched out of the uniform yeah they so were first of all the something. jerseys look really cheap right okay they do, they do. And the fabric is crappy but also they are see-through and you can like 
see the underwear. But damn, I didn't get that part of the story. I have a whole new opinion now. I Before, I was like, you guys don't have any fashion sense at all because these things are ugly. I don't like these costumes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I call them I call them costumes. I know James says their outfits are uniforms, but I uniforms, call them costumes. costumes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, I just want to let everyone know that the first of two LGBTQ plus town halls will be happening on Saturday, March 16th from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Fresno City College in the cafeteria. You can find the information on our Facebook page. It's a queer thang, T-H-A-N-G, or on my Facebook page, Chris Jarvis on Facebook. They would like LGBTQ plus organizations to be there and stand up for three minutes Tell us who you are and what you do so that we all know what each of us is doing and we can share that information with others. So be at that one on March 16th, 3 to 6 p.m. And Chris is going to stand up and tell people about this podcast. And I'm going to be coming directly from kickball, still in my costume, which thankfully is not see-through, and uh, tell people about queer kickball, I suppose. Or either that or I'll be drinking at Vibes because that's usually what I do after the games. So we will see. So did you come up with a name like I asked you to? Oh, okay. So listeners... Look, let me just set the stage. First of all, my yeah, 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 set the stage. My child has been sick for like almost a week now, like pretty sick. So I have been doing taking care of her and also trying to get ready for the show. And there's been other stuff, and and my co-parent has been out of town. It's just it's been like quite a week. Okay, so we're recording this a little bit later than normal in the week. That's fine. Okay. Freaking 10 minutes before I'm supposed to log into this <laughs> Zoom call while I'm rubbing freaking Vicks vapor rub on my child oh now that's gonna make me sound awful yes you should feel bad (laughs) he sends me a message and he's like hey come up with a drag name for yourself well we're talking about a drag show coming up so i was like and i I read the interview with al where Uh where she says she you know came up with her drag name so i thought we should come up with drag names so i did come up with one but i mean with 10 minutes and like no no thought oh eh, come on what is it Okay. Is this a drag queen or drag king? Okay, I have decided that if I ever do drag, I will be a faux drag person who can is androgynous and sometimes is female and sometimes is male. I will be okay, a non-binary cool. drag performer, okay? okay? Okay. And for some of you know that my nickname in kickball is Steamroller because I tend uh-huh. to run onto people and knock them over because they get uh-huh. in my way. So <laughs> I... Came up How with dare the they get in my way? They should stay off my base. That's stay what I off the saying. fucking base already. Girl, Jesus please. Christ. Okay. So here's my name. It is Steamy Knox. K N O C K. Knox. I like that. Steamy Knox. That's good. That's me. And I see that's very androgynous. Steamy can be sultry and sexy when she wants to be, but she can also be, you know, like hardcore. And she's that's very good. I'm. Very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> and I will say uh, to those out there who have not come and seen the kickball games, which James and I do the narrate narrating for. Narration. Uh, <laughs> the narration. <laughs> Color commentary, but okay. Color commentary. That's what I meant. Uh, Kalia will t- stand her ground and she will sit down right on her base and she will not let you get anywhere near it. <laughs> she is, definitely true. is. Okay. So. I, if I was going to do drag, it would definitely be, I would be a woman. Although like I could do male drag too, but I feel like I do male drag every day. So I would be a female drag performer and my name would be a lot of swallows. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and true too so oh uh, there could be a whole bird theme going on with you too because oh that's birds. not that's not where i was going with it but, <laughs> i'm know. just saying <laughs> come on there's there's I, there is a beak joke to be made right there a lot of swallows okay. i had a second choice which was moody wood oh my god but i thought that might mean that you know it wasn't hard so i didn't want to go that moody way. Yeah, Moody Wood. Find out which name is temperamental erection. <laughs> <laughs> temperamental tangy. Okay, tangy temperamental. <laughs> there you go. And a lot of swallows and and steamy knocks. Steamy knocks. Okay, coming to a show near you sometime soon. Indeed. God fucking help us. Okay, I think that that is the end of this episode. <laughs> that is definitely the end of this Nowhere episode. Nowhere to go but up. That's for sure, yeah. Okay. So listeners, please like and review us on whatever podcasting platform you listen to and follow us on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Technically, we're on threads, but not really. And uh, tell your friends to listen. That helps uh, spread the word of mouth, of course, of course. Special thanks, as always, to my wonderful co-host, Chris, as well as Al and Miss Stolen Goods. Remember, you can email us at itsaqueerthang, T-H-A-N-G, at gmail.com. Take care. Well, we got stuff on Saturday supposedly fingers crossed <laughs> well it looks like it's gonna rain pretty hard i know you know what i think i think that the pitches are afraid of playing with us because the last time <laughs> a game got canceled we were supposed to play them but the field was too muddy so who are we supposed to play tomorrow the pitches and and it's all rainy yeah uh-huh uh-huh so they think, have that power uh, they can I, bring <laughs> I, I think they made some kind of deal with mother nature because yeah, they're afraid the of us yeah, yeah okay. that's that's what i think you pitches i swear you pitches it sounds like witches i'm just yeah. saying maybe they you have know? the power they well they have the power of fear because they'd know we'd freaking stomp them that's the thing Ooh!